This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be so back good. here. I'm I'm pumped. Me too. I, I, you are? I am. It took you a minute. I'm pumped. You're I'm, pumped? Yes. I'm pumped. It's summer. It's summer. I want to say to the listeners, I want to thank the listeners. I want to yeah. thank them. You're usually yelling at them. No, no, no. I, <laughs> let me let me totes preach them for okay, two seconds. Let's hear it. I, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. We say it every week. Rate, review, subscribe. Hashtag tag a bitch. Hashtag tag a bitch. Make it your Instagram story. We always say this, but I want to thank people for doing it. Me too, because without them... We're where, nothing. Where would we be? We'd <laughs> just be two weirdos sitting in this room talking to no one. Talk talking to each other about about things that no one cares about. That no one cares. And, and because you care, we care. Exactly. So, we love that you're involved. I'm meeting you out at shows. You're out. You're in these streets. Yes. And you guys might be surprised to know that I handpick every email that we actually read on here. And some tips as I'm going through. We okay. get literally thousands of emails. I think we've gotten over 10,000 emails. Okay. So what would you say? What's a, what, 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 what type of email would get read? An email. Okay. Now, first, I'm going to start with some basic logistical things. Um, <laughs> I like that we started with a thank you. Now, here's how now you here's tidy Now, here's how up. you can improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you send an email... Break it up into paragraphs sure. that bury different thoughts. I or just keep it to one paragraph. <laughs> right, right. I realize that not everyone is, an, is, a, is a professional writer, which is fine. But just make sure your, your email is coherent, has separate paragraphs that break down the thing. Yeah. And that is a problem that other people can relate to. Sure. So uh, specifics are good if they tell a story, but not the, the, the issue can't be so specific to you that no one else is going to have any thought about what make it Something make it that, relatable yeah. make it personal make it to the point have a question exactly that's and the way to go yes and i love reading these emails i think i've learned so much just from seeing what what all the the issues I mean, are i've been reading these emails for my podcast and now yeah. this podcast and my dms i mean i do I, a lot of times i'm referencing the vibe of the issues that i'm seeing a lot Right. You know, I and I speak to women a lot from the male side when they're writing me things. And I and I literally look at them and I go, I don't relate to this because I'm like, I can't believe how you guys are looking at this thing. Right. Like, there's always the thing of like, he does this wrong. I don't like this. I don't like that. And you're thinking and then, about it totally differently. Totally different. Right. Well, that's I, why they have that book, Men Are From Mars. I, I, from I'm from I'm from Saturn. It feels yeah. like. Sometimes. Well, that's what I've learned from you is just that the way that you're the way that you're thinking about things which everyone's narcissist thinks that the sure. way that they think about things is the way that everyone's thinking about things is not always the case and interest an interesting uh twist we're gonna have dr helen fisher from match group she's a chief scientific advisor she's gonna talk to us about these trends that we've noticed when we're you know reading these emails and it's it's a great and interesting talk um i think she's the, the beauty of her is that she's coming with real facts and real percentages based on her findings and research, all, yeah. research and it's not emotional, but she's putting it forward in a positive light. I like that. Yeah. So a lot of people are negative about millennial dating, but 
We like to be positive. She's positive. She brought that posi train and it was great. So we're going to get into that later on. But I mean, is what's going on? How's the move in been? Are you are we good? Are we happy? It's great. I actually (laughs) I'm feel I feel really good about it. Don't give me the don't give me the stuff you tell other women. Don't get. Oh, no, it's we talked about this. Don't (laughs) tell me. It's a beautiful life with a, a cherry life. tree a in the team. backyard. Yeah. Everything's great. I want to hear the nitty gritty. What sucks the most what about living sucks? with another man? I think um, what sucks the most? I'm trying to think. I like it's, this question. We should do this. What sucks this should the be most a, sec- a segment. What sucks the most about things think people think are positive? Right. So like someone would look at you and go, She's the the cock of betches, right. the chief of content. <laughs> the cock. <laughs> the cock. Yes. She's got a company, starting a dating app, uh, yeah. moved in with her new boyfriend. I'm amazing. Her boyfriend. I've got it killing all. Killing it. Got it all. Yeah. What is the thing that, that no one tells you? That no one tells you. What about th- about living with your boyfriend? What, you know, your relationship. What You know, let's start a fight. I'll, I'll tell you what sucks about, you know, being in a new relationship. Okay. Why don't you start just to get me in the mindset oh, of negative. Get me, in, get me in that negative mindset so I can. Because the end is really positive, okay. people. Yeah. Dr. Fisher is a breath of fresh air in a uh, in a climate that doesn't have a lot of fresh air breaths. Exactly. She's lovely. You should watch her TED Talks. They're She's really good. Um, I would say that I don't like the part in a relationship where you're settled in. But then it looks like you just don't care. Okay. So it's like. So you're com- You're the comfortable, you're saying. Well, I'm having a good time. I'm not right. doing anything yeah. like to really like, you know, and then to get. I don't like when it's like, well, you don't do this. So do you even care about what's going on? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in cru- cruise control now. Okay. And that sounds bad to anyone listening. Like, oh, you're in well, cruise control. Well, that's what we talked about last episode yeah. where I was like, there's moments where you can insert romance, even if it's just, even if you're comfy and they're like logical decisions. You're like, you never invite me to do this specific. And I'm like, yeah, you're invited. <laughs> like, yeah. You know like what I mean? Dating. Like, we're dating. Invited. What are you right. talking about? Yeah. Like to me, like there's assumed things that I have that I include her in that Mm -hmm. I don't seem as special because you're not like it's not like your third date and you're like, would you go exactly here with me? Yeah. Right. It's almost like, you know, where we had just gone on vacation. It's like Mm -hmm. I was explaining, like, we're going to Puerto Rico. Well, have you do you want to go anywhere? Have you made any reservations for dinner? No, right. I don't. Wherever we eat, I don't know. Well, that's why we have to fucking plan. And then everything. I go, and then, it, you, and then we it becomes, care I don't more. care. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that, that I do think happens a lot. And again, we're speaking like just from my experience and what I've heard other women say is that um, the thing that annoys us about men in these relationships mm. is that like we kind of feel the burden of like creating all the plans and making all the things and making sure it still feels fresh and the guy's like sure. okay well like i'm on the ride and i guess i'll like w- like entertain me like or like <laughs> or don't i don't care which for yeah. us it's like we're constantly want to like plan new things and try new fun stuff like i'm going um or i guess at this we recorded this early but at this point i will have just come back from we went to newport from memorial day weekend Ooh, newport yeah newport rhode island hot yes. that is the that's like uh the montauk the the hamptons of rhode island exactly that's a very that's posh what they say. place yes i'm yes. um, i'm excited we won it in a charity auction when i say we won it means we lost because we yeah. bid the highest you bid the highest so like, yeah. <laughs> you win right give us two thousand dollars exactly um but who do you think is planning this trip 
You. Right. I'm planning it. You be at Betris.com. And I'm like, well, what like, here's all the activities that I've researched and done all my like due diligence. I'm figuring out the itinerary. Like, what do you think? And he was like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. I'm like, well, (laughs) I go to the beach. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm all about that. Right. Or how much is that going to cost me? I'm on Mike's side on this one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. or how much how much is that one going to cost me it's yeah. like the only i think uh sure but um it's like a I mean, for it's us it's like a little annoying to feel like it does it can sometimes feel like a little one-sided sure. in the sense of like i'm like I, and maybe that's because we just think about things more and we think about like the relationship as a whole more and we're always yeah. like how do i keep things exciting and fun and here's like new fun things for us to do sure and that happens more i think and i've only lived with my boyfriend for at this point like three weeks a little less than a month yeah um but there is a sense of like i want us both to be trying to keep this fresh mm. do you know what i mean i don't want to be like keeping this fresh and you're like oh like i'm attending th- i'm but going to, me, to the restaurant like, this is I'm- fresh we've this is uh we're not even a year you know like- no i mean it is but, but like you said like the relationships they're either moving or they're dying sure. so yeah, like and fair. that can be through you you could keep things fresh by proposing, or you could keep things fresh by like saying like, "Hey, why don't we try this new restaurant?" I'm gonna go with the restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's like a lower, smaller scale smaller way scale, to just show like yeah. I'm thinking about us and entertaining things that we could do. I'm keeping. I'm thinking about like, like uh, keeping things moving and us exper- experiencing new things together. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I hear that. I, it to me, it's the. The first trigger is to go like I I don't like that the first accusation is that we don't you don't care you don't give a shit <laughs> and it's like no I if I didn't give a shit we would be broken up but that's like, my but there's know. various levels of giving a shit there's sure. giving a shit where like um we're not, I don't not like you enough to leave yeah. Right? And then there's giving a shit like I'm so excited to be here which most guys are not like so emotive that yeah. they're like. Every day I just think telling like, you how lovely it is sure. to be in your presence, I, I, which I, is I, fine. <laughs> but then there's actions that show that you're that you're like giving a shit on a higher level. Like I'm thoughtfully planning I think something it, for us to, to me, do. it's like there's a choose your battle to it. Like there was a girl that wrote me a DM recently. OK, mm-hmm. the DM said uh, she looked um, she's she know she's been dating her boyfriend three months. Things are going great. OK. And then she says, but I look he was on Instagram and he pulled up the search page and on his suggested search, his ex showed up. Okay. I went to my, and she's like, should I make a something out of this? And I'm like, well, then I went to my suggested search. It's different than your previously searched. Have you looked at that page before? Yeah. The top isn't necessarily people that you've searched recently. It's people that you maybe used to interact with. You've either interacted with, if you go look at yours right now, it's, it's, it's five accounts. Right. Okay. I followed two. I didn't follow three of the five. Okay. 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 So, so right. if you go to yours, what? How many of those do you follow on? Suggest it's that top one, the the one that you I, could see I, over someone's shoulder. I put shoulder. my thing in. Oh, suggested. How many of them do I follow? How many of you do you follow? Um, three out of five. So, so mine was two out of five. Yeah. Okay, you're on there. Am I on there? So that yeah. means you've looked at my page, right? Okay, you, Betches was on there for me. And yeah. then this other influencer who I make fun of a lot on Twitter. Who you hate like. Who I hate like. Okay. Was also on there that I follow. So I right. touch their page a lot, so to speak. Okay. And I said to the girl, I go, okay, here's where I am with my suggested. Here's where you are now. We, mm-hmm. She knows from hearing this. Uh, two or three out of the five are people that I've touched Already the followed. page of. Right. 
Not that I just follow, but I've also touched their page. Okay, you've looked at them. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, that's why they're showing up. So I go, so I said to her, I go, yeah, he's looked at his ex. Right. That does not necessarily that's mean. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's right. curiosity. Mm-hmm. He, she said they're friendly still. They still, you know, interact. They're in the bigger yeah. group of friends. I don't think that she's like a threat, so to speak. But should it worry me that she's on this suggested thing? Do I make something of it? Mm-hmm. And that to me is like a. It's very 2019 question. It's the most 2019 question. It also relates to me of the do you care? Do you not care? It's like if you're saying every week, do you care? Then we have what's going on here. Right. You know, and it's it's with this thing. If you're every week, you're going, well, I saw the suggested page and I saw that you like something and I saw that and it's like you got to choose a fucking battle here. Right. You know, like yeah. and and it, the battle is not the one that two or three out of the five are people you follow, but don't necessarily look up all the time. Also, I think we've got the thing we've got to remember is that like looking at someone's phone or even just like a page that flashes before you on someone's phone is kind of like looking at their diary yeah it's like kind of fucked up but that really just is what it is like that's just someone's passing thought that they might have just like it's like had and it doesn't sometimes it means something and sometimes it doesn't but looking at someone's like search history or phone or anything it's like sometimes people can have like private thoughts being in a relationship doesn't mean like sometimes a little bit of a mystery is a good thing. Well, sometimes, and this has gotten me in trouble. Like, this is such a 2019 thing. Like, right. Jess and I are on my phone. She sees that I'm respond. I respond to all DMs. All? I, yeah. Wow. I, I, and I send, like, at least a heart just to be like, it's acknowledged. Lodged. It's just an appreciation right. that they even like my stuff. And they go back way back now. Right. So she is like, you know, I'm answering someone that has a dating question. I'm like, oh, right. this person. And so I add, answer the dating question. And I don't answer everyone's dating question. I do a Patreon account where you can sign up to get I mean, advice. otherwise you'd just be sitting there all day. All day. Right, yeah. So I, this one I'm answering and then I usually answer once and I go, hey, if you want more advice, go to Patreon. And if you don't, that's okay, cool. Um, but she was like, well, what else have you said to this person? And I flinched. Okay. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like The thing is, I don't know what I said to this person. Right. Is this a future question? I think it, I think it might be. Maybe I, did I include it in here? Um. Yes, there is. That is the, that is our question of the week. Is it? And we will get to that. Let's it's get about to that. the passcode. Okay. Let's. We'll should I wait that. on this? Yeah, I think you should. Because, but her, my flinch. Right. She felt it. I felt it. It's like, what do you got to hide? What do you got to? But and it's like, thing, I don't know what I have to hide, but I have got, something to hide. We've all got things to hide. Of course. Like, like I'm obsessed with my boyfriend. I love him so much. Like, sure. he's great. Right. I look at. I stalk. All of my exes. Of course. Not because I secretly like want to be with them, but just I'm kind of like, it's almost like a... Oh, I'm looking. Like a... Like yeah, a, it's human. Like an impulse. It's I'm an impulse. I'm just like, yeah, I'll see what they're up to. It's like, not even an impulse because it's ro- thought out. It's... Yeah. You're, it's complete. Yeah, let me see what this... Uh, I, don't know, I got nothing better to right. do. Yeah. How's this person doing? Right. That I used to... That used to yeah. I used to One touch One might interpret that as like, I'm... You know, you can interpret that seven million different ways. So, and and also, when it's you on the other side, you interpret it the worst way. Right. That's the only way but you can interpret. Right. It. But think about the things that you look at and the way that they could be interpreted, the most negative ways that they could be interpreted. And most of the time, it's sure. not. But that I'll say reason. this to people: you read so- reading. I mean, let's wait to get to this because right. I do think we do this on the show. We do deal reveal, and mm-hmm. we read people's texts, and people laugh at people texting each other. Yeah. If you read your text and and, the, and people are laughing because they're like, I've sent that too. You yeah. know, I've sent 
hey, what's up, LOL, when I have nothing to laugh at. Exactly. And it's like you're laughing at that, but you're literally laughing at right. yourself. Right, and you do that too. Of course. Right. Yeah. Let's so do some awkward sex. Let's, let's do get some awkward sex. Do you have any shows coming out? I got shows. Um, I really love that you guys are coming out because it is a different thing than this podcast. Mm-hmm. I talk about dating relationships. I talk about body issues. I talk about uh, stuff in the news. Uh, I'm doing stand-up. This is what I do. So it's cool that you come out and you guys are like, game for whatever the show will be so i'm coming to worcester massachusetts i'm coming to nashville tennessee i'm coming uh oh, if this is airing on the, the 29th 29th new york city june 11th at the comedy cellar um and i'm coming to seattle and mohegan sun great so and dc and, and san francisco you're going to the whole fucking country i'm, I'm all over the place Listen, if there's a good chance he's coming to you go to jaredfree.com jaredfree.com and pick up your deck of red flag or deal breaker which is now available online um go to betches.co slash red flag you can pick up a copy it's a great game to play with your friends great summer house great situation pregame game. game they're really fun they're really funny especially are- here's how i would play red flag or deal breaker i'd play it with a group um of people that you're trying to fuck um <laughs> i would play it with you know a bunch of girls go to a guy's place or vice versa you're pre-gaming you know this goes out on the island in the kitchen hey let's play let's play a few of these exactly. and let the conversation i think the best red flag deal breakers that happen with Jordana and I right when we let it breathe a little bit and we, then we say well what about let me change this one up a little change bit. change it yeah. up a bit. exactly you yeah. you make it your own every card could be a pregame every card is a gateway to an interesting conversation you're gonna be sniffing you're gonna be sucking dick for you up cards exactly <laughs> red flag deal breakers guys or you can just purchase one online yeah. at betches.com but I'm saying you're gonna get addicted red flag it's a gateway drug to more red flag deal. It's a really fun game. Obviously, you hear we have a lot of fun with it. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. 
I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do this week's awkward sexual encounter. Let's get awkward. You want to read it? Sure. Bonjour, J&J. Ooh la la. (laughs) I'm in Paris and meet this fine Frenchman who I end up going home with. It turns out he lives in his parents' apartment, but it was basically a six-bedroom mansion in the middle of Paris, so I let it slide. (laughs) I love that. Ah, it was a mansion, so but he's low. But his parents are loaded, so I'll, it's okay. So we we <laughs> we get to his room, and he has a twin bed for reasons unknown. But I looked past it that as well. Would uh, red flag dear boy? I think in Europe, all the beds yeah. are like twin beds. European, they don't, they don't know from king beds. They That's don't know like from not, comfort at right. all. That's not a thing. Look how many ice cubes come in your diet coke. Exactly one. That's ridiculous. Have you ever noticed you that? You ever tried to use a fucking dryer in Europe? Uh, like a dryer? I don't blow dry my hair in Europe. But no, I, I mean like a clothes dryer. Like oh, when I was, no. When you were abroad, did you, how did you wash your clothes? I sent it out. Come on. They even, I didn't even know they had those things. We had a washer dryer in our... The well, dryer you is the to? same thing as the washer. Whatever. They don't know shit about like... No, they, they, it's not... It's not Europeans. No offense. But it's about to get offensive. <laughs> You guys live uncomfortably. Yeah, and they're like okay no with that. No ice, no, I mean, the ice thing kills me. If you think of Las Vegas, I think of Europe as the opposite of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In everything Vegas, is everything is huge. Excess, yeah. Yeah, there's enormous portions. The rooms are enormous. The bed sure. is like a double king, whatever. Yeah. Like Europe is like, Here's here, yeah. You're like you're paying like five hundred dollars a night for a hotel room, and you're like carrying your bag upstairs. Yes, exactly. Yes. And here and here's a uh, here's a a futon to sleep on. Exactly. With a dog. Yeah, and <laughs> that's your room. <laughs> that's your room. Yeah. Just woofing in your face. Exactly. Yeah, I. Uh, so the the twin bed thing doesn't surprise. It me. doesn't really rub me, and the parents thing doesn't rub me either. Even if it was a mansion, like if it wasn't a mansion, I go, yeah, everyone in France lives like the Charlie and true? the Chocolate Factory grandparents. Is that true? Uh, that's how I imagine it. Right. That's my okay. Northeast sensibility <laughs> coming through. Everyone in Par- Paris. Yeah. Is, and that's what you'd say if you came home from abroad. <laughs> when one weekend they're abroad. Here's the thing about Paris. <laughs> Everyone put, wears berets. Right. Yeah. It's, I remember we, we'd had that like abroad girl quotes thing when we got back. We'd be like, the thing about Germany is that like they just put 
they just put uh, sausage and everything. That's how it is over <laughs> That's there. That's is. just we know how it is. That's yeah. how it is. We spent one weekend at Beer Fest, and now we know how now it is. Now we know we get it. Well, right. I, I as someone who writes reviews of cities uh, after <laughs> one you. weekend there, right. I'm basically doing right. that. But exactly. Let's go. Uh, midway through foreplay, he says, "Want me to get a glove?" Okay, which I. <laughs> It's funny when other words are brought into sex. Like want glove? me to get that glove? Like in a French accent. Want me to get the glove? Okay. I don't, is that a French? I just make bubbly noises. Yeah, like you're in Beauty and the Beast. I'm the Lumiere. Want me to get the glove? Which I assume meant condom in a sexy French way. So I say yes. He comes back and hands me something rubbery. Still thinking it's a condom in the dark. And then I realize it's a latex hand glove. Like the kind the lunch lady wears. <laughs> Come and get your sloppy, sloppy joes. I made them extra sloppy for you. <laughs> I literally couldn't imagine what I was supposed to do with this. So I just held it in my hand while we made out etc then he goes do you want me to wear it first and proceeds to put the glove on his hand and then shove his fingers up my ass <laughs> and then i have to tell the audience she uses an emoji i've never seen this one before it's like an aol emoji <laughs> it's you know those like the crying it's like the off, smiley face it's a crying smiley face it looks like the finger is being shoved off the emoji's ass I could see you it. know those emojis on Facebook or like uh, on like the they're like not by emoji. They're like the off brand ones. Yeah, that's what this looks that's like. Funny. But it's a crying but laughing at the same time. I'm all for a little ass play. So I just went with it. But honestly, what is this move? And is this a thing? How the fuck would I have known what to do with the latex glove? Didn't hesitate. Didn't hate that sensation, I suppose. The sanitation. Oh, didn't hate the sanitation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, okay. can't read i uh, didn't hate the sanitation i suppose it's a weird way to write that sentence in my own defense that is uh, weird, should have went for the eiffel tower Ooh, ooh la la that's the eiffel tower i remember a, someone telling me what that was and i was like i don't think i'm that sexual of a person no. did anyone ever tell you a sex story <laughs> like a crazy sex story and you're like I, that story made me so uncomfortable that I just might be like a kind of prudish, unsexual person. There is a moment where someone tells you a story and they're laughing. And they're like, right. And you have right. to go, yeah, right. What? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower thing. Was well, like, that's kind of uh, where the, this took a turn. Like, I can't believe that she was like weirded out by a glove to put a finger up the ass. But then she's like, should have went for the Eiffel Tower. It's like <laughs> two dudes fucking you. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, like a whole different. <laughs> while they high fived. Yeah, that's the Eiffel Tower, right? I think so. Yeah, I didn't. I I never liked the the description of that move, but yeah, that is what <laughs> <That's> that is. <laughs> I've, I've achieved making you feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Um. Um. The glove to uh, me. The here's the it's here's very uh, doctory. Well, here's the rub, and quite literally the rub. Was there any mayo put on this fucking thing? Was there any uh, slippage? Uh, like lube. Lube. Oh yeah. A glove actually right, gets very less viscous. Right. Like, have you ever rubbed a rubber glove against your leg? It gets it. It hurts. Yeah. It's like you got glove burn. Yeah. That's to you me. Would, this would hurt. That's a good more. point. Yeah. I agree right? with that. Like, I there was no mention of lube. That's why I'm. I'm right. Yeah, that would be very painful. The gloves don't come pre-lubed. It's I not like a band-aid with aloe on it. Already. I understand the glove thing. It's kind of like. Not as I mean the glo the the gloves are not sexy at all. Sure, but putting your finger in someone's butt 
creates a p- potential of getting shit on your fingers. Well, right. H- here's the Does thing. it not? As someone, as the Rosa Parks and male ass players, yeah, I like call you myself, should have a lot to say. I, about I have a lot this to one. say about this. Yeah, there's shit in the game. There's uh, <laughs> there's poop getting on you. That's and like a as someone thing, who's licked right? a butt, put a finger up a butt, had a finger up my butt. You ever had my butt licked? I I'll say shit is a part of that whole equation. In your mouth. I mean, there's never been. I'm not like eating shit. No, but I'm saying like, isn't that if that's a possibility? Isn't that like a concern? Do you ever have that concern if you're doing that, where you're like, I don't. You know wanna, what? Like, it never. I don't want to get ill. It, it never <laughs> crosses my mind. Okay. It, it it only crosses my mind like days after. Where someone's like, yeah, you can get fucking like, you can like die, you can I die of from like, like scurvy, yeah. <laughs> or some shit. And I'm like, ah, I did just eat a butt, but I, I don't. Yeah, to me, the glove makes it less sexual. Right, it seems more like uh, medical. Yeah, it feels medical. It feels like, like that's like what your urologist. My, would. <laughs> yeah, if once I get my own home, we What's go the without the doctor? glove. Proctologist, proctologist, urologist yeah. is penis. penis I think. Yes. Yeah. Two different doctors for very close. Pro- One's that's weird. for a butt. Oh, One's men and Euro. women have, have butts. So urologist, I always thought was a doctor for Europeans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they only, well, they only this guy. They only yeah. deal with your your issues with no ice in your coffee. Um, the the glove to me, like if I was if a girl was hooking if I was hooking up with a girl and she all of a sudden like went like like stretched the glove to like and snapped it against her wrist. I'd be like, this isn't, is this something you want to do? Right. I would question how into it they were. Maybe she does. Well, this guy clearly wants to do it because he like, yeah. he's suggested it. Yeah. Do I, I mean, get the glove? Yeah. Should I go get the, you know, he's Thanos. Right. With the infinity stones. I can't, I feel like it might not be a deal breaker. It might just, it, it might not even, I mean, it's kind of. Oh, to me, it's not a deal breaker right, at all. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, I actually, because in experimenting with that kind of thing, sure. which I've done before, um, that is always kind of like a thing in the back so of my you, mind. Have you ever had your finger come out and had a little poop on the end I of it? I haven't, haven't had that, but I've had anxiety about like that and the other way of like someone else having that. So for me, this would almost be like, oh, I can get more into this now because like I don't have to worry about like this <laughs> about like this potentially illness i can see thing. how the glove is someone like of course we're using a glove i go oh okay like right. I, I i'd be like okay that's but here's the thing about the glove i would go i would need someone to go yeah this is how i do it and right. i was and like at least assume that maybe that's a thing in europe any europeans email us up at betches.com please do let us know if this is a thing but, that we just don't know about i do think what makes it kind of attractive if I was the guy with a girl who was like, do you want the glove? <laughs> I would be like, ooh, yeah, of course I want the glove. And then bring out the glove and I'll be like, what's this for? And then it would happen. I would go, there's thought here. I right. think with any sexual thing this you isn't want. This is your first time. No, you've been here before. I'm with a professional. She's a trained professional. You Like, like I've had um, girls reach out to me on DM. They're like, I've heard you talk about putting a finger in the butt. I want to know how to do it. I want to do it for my boyfriend. Right. And I'll go... Google exists. I don't know, you know, right, like you're not I, like a sex doctor. I'm not a sex doctor. I I just know that there's things going on up there that can help it out. Right, or ex- do a little experiment. Do a little experiment. See what but feels good. Go- Google, like let's let's embrace the times we live right. in. 
Go on there, well, Google male prostate massage, and try and do it as like when I do go. Do you ever have someone you know, like uh, DM you and they're like, "What's there to do in New York?" Yeah, it's I, like, hate, I hate that. Fucking Google it. You, you go to what fucking TripAdvisor. Yeah, infatuation is a great right. app. What is there? To, someone message wrote as a comment under one of my Instagram posts. They're like, "What? Uh, hey, I'm going to Buffalo. Where, where should I go?" And I was like. Google it. Google.com. Right. I, I don't know what we're talking about here. Like, I, just because I've gone to places doesn't mean I... Right. Or you spend your days just trying to answer questions from people who are curious about a particular city that you I, happen to People are so weird right now. And I think it's a generational thing. <laughs> right. This is way off the topic. But <laughs> it's so weird how competitive people get about the cities that they've moved to. So mm. I That's like why I never leave New York. <laughs> like I <laughs> take myself out of the game. I think New York is a great city. I also think there's a lot of great cities in this country that I would love to visit. I could even envision myself living in another great city. Mm-hmm. I don't sit there and have someone write on Instagram, man, New York has the best drinking in the country and go, yeah, like I'll post like I posted that Philly, Philadelphia when I was right. there, that is the best food in the country. Like, there's I, and someone and you believe that oh i know it okay there's no i mean i'm, I'm telling you this is a fact okay, okay? i'll take your word for Zahav, it i went there just won the james beard award for the best restaurant in america i went and i was like this is the best restaurant i've ever been to okay. but i don't have an affinity for philly i've only met garbage people from there <laughs> if i'm gonna be totally honest and that was and my if th- you're <laughs> living philly please come out to no, see jack's I, show i know i've met great people from there but it's seemingly what i said to the people of philly i was like you have the wrong representative for your food scene right the food scene representative of philly is some big fat (laughs) asshole who's telling you to get a cheesesteak and telling you how to order it the correct way they're like you gotta say whiz wit and you gotta do it the right and you're like get away from me loser so you don't think of philadelphia food Right. You think like, and then the representative. There's no like, there doesn't give you an aristocratic vibe. No, I right. want a hot girl who's like, no, you got to hear this. All the restaurateurs down here, it's cheaper to open restaurants you need here. Like, as a, opposed- like a Wharton girl yeah. to tell you all about that. I need someone to, like a level headed person. But then when I wrote, hey, Philly has some of the best food in the country. It was two, the two answers that annoyed me most were the people from Philly going, that's fucking right. And I'm like, okay, I don't. This <laughs> I didn't ask for yeah. a vote. Also, you're not a better person because of this. Right. You didn't choose nothing to the do right. Yeah, it has nothing to yeah. do with you. Put this away. And then the other response was like, no, you got to go to Nashville. I'm like, it's just not as good. I've been. I, I'm <laughs> just telling you, I don't care. So it's, it's this weird thing right now where like people feel this ultra thing to defend the life decision they've made. Through some ha- compliment. Accident. Yeah, right. through some compliment of their town. Right. Austin people are the worst about this. Well, I feel like... Have New I York- turned off everyone from our I audience I feel like yet? New York hasn't really done that just because people here are like, kind of like... It speaks for itself. Well, that's why de- Well, right. that's why people hate New Yorkers. If you got to defend it... Like- well, this is, this is the... To now hate on New Yorkers, okay. we do bring that. Bring it full circle. Yeah, yeah, we bring it full circle. We suck because... Like, I don't need to tell you that New York has yeah. great food. We already know. I mean, when you know oh, you're the that best... that an interesting opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. We right. talk about it in yeah. such an uppity There's way. There's a lot of culture here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about it in such a way right. that's annoying to everyone. I do get why we're annoying. Yeah. Because we're like, we call it the city. And people are like, well, what city? You don't know? Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roll well, your Well, the eyes. lesson is... Um, Stick a finger up a guy's butt, but yeah. Google it. Right. Google it. Don't ask Jared because this because he's not the he's not going to tell you. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not a doctor like our guest today, mm. but 
I will say um, this is a not a red flag. This is a positive thing to me that they would have a glove. Yeah. There's thought put in. What would you call it? Dr. Feelgood. Ooh. Um, Dr. Feelgood. Latex loving. Latex loving. Um, I would call it the the hamburger helper because it's the one glove. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's the glove. Is that the... That's the symbol, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. glove with a face on it. Hamburger yeah. helper. Um, I would call it... Uh, Those gloves are so uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I, I That's the yeah. thing. That, that's why the lube thing is the first thing I thought of. I assume they, if they're going back and forth, they use different gloves. I've also, had a, to- I've also glove. had a toy in my ass and pulled it out and there's been shit on it. Great. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> And, and you just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to just go wash this off. And it's like, I think sex. It's messy. is messy yeah. in general. Right. But sometimes my only concern with any of that in my head, I'm always like hygienically like also like you got to like wash your hands before you put it in. Like if you put your hand in someone's butt, you can't put it in their vagina after because like it's. Well, I've licked that, butt and then licked vagina. Well, that's is that just the a same? recipe for a UTI. That's how you get I a UTI. Gotten any that's calls. You, I, I mean, I am not meaning to do this. Maybe that, do you know how you get a UTI? I, I don't even know what it stands for. Oh, urinary tract oh, infection. Wow. No. So much to learn. This is just me, just like the UTI is one of those things. Guys here, and they go, uh, "Thank God, I'm not a woman." Oh wow, well, UTIs yeah. are the worst thing to burns. Ever. Right? It basically it feels like you have to pee even when you've peed, and like it just feel. Imagine feeling like you constantly have to pee, but nothing is coming out. Hey. Um, and it's caught. It's like it lasts for like. A long time and it's like the most uncomfortable unpleasant experience it feels like torture um and that hat the way you can get maybe this is why i'm more into the glove um the way you can get that is if like bacteria some of which can be feces or anything else Mm. um gets into the does it help that i does it help that i when i look does it help when I lick a butt? I put my tongue back in my mouth and then I lick the. Is, if that if that cleans it substantially, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Like that's how like even for babies, know. like you're supposed to wipe wipe from front to back. Yeah. Because if you get the back in the front, it like causes this UTI, which is just. I've like been this wiping terrible back thing. to front my whole life. That's no. also why we have to pee after sex. Ah. Uh, if you don't pee after sex, you can get a UTI. You're washing that, it flushes out, out the bacteria you. from like penis and the sex every but anyway, time we do this show i feel like i've gone into health class well i've I'm, learned a new thing i'm so sorry that <laughs> the american public school has failed you <laughs> let's do some emails um yeah utis are bad now you know uti you at betches.com i mean uup <laughs> at betches.com uup at betches.com it's a learning episode it is you. a learning yeah. i mean i've come away with so much if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, 
plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. All right, let's do this email. Hey, J&J, big fan. This podcast always helps me get through the week. To jump in, I was wondering what the norm is regarding knowing your significant other's passcode for their phone. I was driving with my boyfriend, both 24, been together for a little over a year. And I went to put a song on and asked for the passcode. He said no. Uh-oh. That alone weirded me out because I feel like he's probably told me in the past in a situation like this. He's probably told me in the... I don't know. It's just not... In um, the past it's, in it, a situation oh yeah, like this. this. It's just not something that would ever stick in my head. So basically he said no before... He, she's saying he said no before. But I don't think never, he has said no before. She I think of. she's making that up. Because right. if she, she remembers this... She would remember the first she time he she said She thinks no. he probably told her in the past, whatever. I pressed him on it, and he said he had, quote-unquote, other people's private stuff, his parents' private stuff, and he has to be responsible. No one knows his code. <laughs> okay. 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 Fucking um, yeah, um, uh, 007. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, the, born, <laughs> the born ultimatum. Yeah, right. Seriously. Aside from that being sketchy and probably bullshit, it upset me because he's either doing stuff he doesn't want me to know about or just does not trust me at all. To be clear, I had no intention of using this passcode to look through his phone later or even really remember it for that matter. James Bland, 007. <laughs> James Bland, I love that. That's great. I wanted to hear your thoughts about whether or not James having... James, entry level. <laughs> 24. Right. He's got a lot of important stuff. He's a... Exactly. He's a junior executive. <laughs> um, I wanted, James, and, intern, 007. Yeah. I wanted to hear your thoughts about whether or not having access to your significant other's phone is a must or if I should trust him and just respect his privacy here. Thanks for all you do. I think we have to. I I think it's like one of those things where you did this to yourself. I don't mean to blame the victim. She should have just said. Well, it's kind of like when you know when you don't know someone's name at a party or when you when you meet someone that you're pretty sure they don't know your name. Right. There's two ways to go about it. There's the asshole way and the good way. 
What's the people asshole think one? that this is there's a choice? No, 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 no. There's no choice. When you think if, that they don't know your name, yeah. If I went up to you at a party, we had met in the past, and I remembered, I was like, I know Jordana, I, and in my mind, I go, I'm not sure if she would remember me. We met a long time ago. I would go up to you and go, Jordana, I'm Jared. We met way back when at blankety blank. Right. I would let you off the hook because I don't want to put you in a position where to you make, have to where you're a dick. Right. Yeah. And well, it's like, I that's no that, way to meet somebody. I did that with Michelle Wolf actually, when I yes. saw her at a workout class and I was first time I was like, I'm too nervous. And then the second time I was like, hi, I'm Jordana. Like, I don't know if you're, she's like, Oh yeah, I remember you. Blah, blah, blah. But like, bef- like I said the thing, like assuming that they wouldn't necessarily know. Always assume yes. that the don't live in this world where you're more important than you are. Right. It's like and a narcissistic place to be. Totally. Not I, sure if you remember, but I had someone come out to me. They were like, you don't remember me. Do you? Oh, this happened. We were in San Francisco and we're doing the shows. And this guy's a very nice guy, but I had just come. I was opening for Michelle, and and I'm also coming back to San Francisco July Fourth weekend. Jeffrey.com. Uh, Jeffrey.com. Um, this wasn't, but I was opening the show, and then I get off stage, and there's this guy, and I know him. I'm like, and we have a full conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I do know who he is. He was there the last you time. I was remember San- his name? Okay. How can you I meet remember? a lot of people? It's not even me. Anyone meets a lot of people. I haven't seen them in seven months right. since the last time I was in San Francisco. And I go, hey, man. Oh, good to see you. How you been? He goes, he goes, what's my name? And right. I go, I don't, I don't know. I go, I don't know. I just remember you're the guy that started that. And like, it honestly turned me off. We were having a nice conversation, right. but it turned well, me off to the whole thing. They're trying to make you thing. feel like an asshole. Well, it's like, right. why don't you just say, by the way, I'm Eric. I don't know. That's just the name. I, I, yeah. I'm Eric. I know, I know sure if you're, we, not sure if we met so met long ago, but ago, it's good yeah. to see you again. This is kind of the same with a phone in a relationship. My girlfriend, we've had instances like this where she's gone, needed something off my phone and she goes, here. And I go, oh, well, she, okay. So she's not, she is putting, she didn't put you in the position. my code. Can we bleep that out? Can we remember <laughs> to tell them? She said, you said the code. I literally okay. said my yes. code. Well, uh, if I, if Jared, if you ever steal Jared Fried's phone? Mike, please. I'm going to need you there. Um, you can delete this whole part. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, no. Don't just no, bleep where I said that. Okay. <laughs> but I, but I'm saying like, she gave me the opportunity to go like if she, if this girl had put gone. Your, right. Can you put your code in? Put your code in. Right. I think we need to have a little bit more. Um, you can't just go, oh, well, here's a pop quiz, bitch. Right. You know, wouldn't yeah. you? I don't know. No, that's a good point. Like, you have to let them volunteer it. You can't, like, ask and for And if they it. don't. I mean, this excuse is bullshit. It's pretty funny. The, but the like, more he has to give an excuse, right. the more bullshit would you, it sounds. Would you give her the code if she asked? I would because I don't have my girlfriend. Yeah. I have nothing to hide. So I was, do you yeah. think it's a bad sign that he said no? Horrible sign. Right. <laughs> I, I think the more right. the more he dug in, the worse it got. Like he, right. he needed someone to take the shovel away from him yeah. um, because the way he explains that this is a cheater. Right. Um, I, I have, have a lot of important <laughs> stuff on there. Stuff for private, parents. Private stuff. My like, parents. Pr- yeah. p- naked pictures of your parents. Yeah. I, I don't know what. You could have of your parents. And I must be responsible. Well, the thing is, I, what I was talking about in the beginning of this show right. is when, like, I had that instance where I'm answering someone on DM and Jess is going, Well, what else have you said to them? And I kind of jolt because I'm like, I don't know what else I've said to them. You right. know what I mean? I don't know if while I was, you know, meeting you. Right. When I wasn't I, thinking about someone, someone else. 
or dating anyone else or Let's what they, say my I'm, future person might think of exactly. something. Exactly. And it's like, I didn't know, you know, if it, what if it said like, oh, we were messaging in, you know, June of this year. And, and she's like, well, we started talking and it's like right yeah i don't know how to not make you feel bad right now even though you didn't do anything <laughs> technically you, wrong no exactly right. so i i think like it right now i mean we're seeing this in everything now with like things being on tape and things being over text people are held more responsible for the actions they've made in the past even when it's really like not that fair to them right to judge them by today's standard for past misdoings that's a yeah, dangerous well, that's road. why you shouldn't look through someone's phone. Exactly. Well, this is why... <laughs> One of the reasons. You should be a little bit more careful. Right. Um, but the more he talked about right. it, the but more But the fact I'm that like, he wouldn't just give you the passcode is probably also a bad sign. It's a bad sign because you do have that moment. Like, if, if I was in the same position where I'm a month in with my girlfriend and she goes, here... Uh, They're open. over... They've been together over a year. That's what I'm saying. If I was... I, I'm... Right you know, closer to them than not. Okay. If my girlfriend looked at me and goes, give me the, uh, you know, put in your code. And I was like, here's my code. I wouldn't be afraid of anything that could come up on there. Right. Um, this guy's afraid of something. Right. There's something that he doesn't, there's something he doesn't want, want her reveal. to see. I mean, if, if because he's, right, this is a paranoia because of something that, because he's not doing right. Right. And if you're, if you're dating someone for over a year, like there shouldn't be anything recent, that would someone would would be able to just. But this also up. takes us off the topic, right? If that's the case, then her response would be, "Then why can't he just get? Why can't I just have the code?" I think he should why have just I, given her the code. He should have, but I'm saying, our my initial advice was to say you should ask a different way. This isn't the way to ask. How should she ask? Hey, well, open right, up oh, your phone. Right. No, I'm saying, yeah, that's fine. But I'm saying, like, let's say she did that, and he was just like, no. Like, I'm not letting you have access to my phone. Uh, that's weird. I mean, but it's also that like... kind of because she was like, like he's implying he doesn't trust her clearly because he's implying that she's going to go through his phone. By here's, saying here's like, what I've I'm got saying. important stuff to protect sure. him here. He's a liar. But I'm saying I'm trying to put myself in the same position as him. Mm-hmm. If I gave my phone to my girlfriend and I just said and then she goes, what's the passcode? And I gave it to her. And then she just started going through everything. I would still feel weird even though I've done nothing wrong. Right. You know, yeah, like because I, I, your phone is like your like diary. I don't know where she's going or what path she's taking. Or even like a conversation that you had with a friend that you that was a joke that could be taken the wrong way. Whatever, whatever. it might be. Yeah. This doesn't lead me down a road that is good for me. Right. So well, it's like, do you ever want to send someone a screenshot of a conversation that you've had and you're like, I don't really want them to see the top part of, of this course, conversation. Of course. Like, I just want you to look at this part and I don't even want to send you the top part. Not because I did anything wrong, but just because I don't want you to see the top part. It's I have not- a, this happened the other day. My mom sent me a text that was you up. <laughs> it was a you up text <laughs> okay. from my mom. And I screenshot it. I was like, this would be, I, I'll send it to Jess. It's funny. Right. But then I was like, hold on. What's at the top of this? Right. I'm not sitting there being like talking shit about my girlfriend with my mom. Right. But even if it's. But even I did have the moment where I went and eh, let me make sure that I didn't say anything up here that will get questioned. I don't know right. what's up. there. Yeah. You know, I, no, I agree with that. It's kind of like I don't even really want to like I just rather not deal with that. Sure. And just show you the part of the you, conversation that I want. You could say nothing wrong in that. And I crop that. Yeah. And you crop it. I didn't crop it, but I did look at it and I go, did I say anything shitty up here? Is it my mom saying, 
you know, something that something that's like that's like off color that I only I would get exactly. Or right. is it like you know you never know. I'm right. just saying the phone is when when someone has access to it, your heart is beating no matter how close you are. But right. we should all be somewhat um, empathetic with someone else being put in that position. So the right. empathy comes with. Hey, open up your phone. I want to go to get to the music. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to, well, he puts it in and then he gets the music and you go, well, why wouldn't you let me just open the music? Right. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, also like with the way that phones like, work, it's a slippery messages slope. pop up. I get it. I don't even like when messages pop up when someone else is looking at like a picture on my phone. Oh, I'm like, I, get, I'm like, get worst. away. Right? I, listen, we'll be looking on Instagram and people will DM and and I'm like. I have no control over what comes in. This is right. people are s- literally airmailing me fights right. <laughs> to have with my girlfriend. You're like in Mario Kart, you have to shoot them down. Yeah, and I, yeah, right. I gotta flip right. them up. Flip yeah, them yeah. Up. <laughs> right. So I, I, I think this is like one of those like gray areas of relationships for her. You know, it's like a see something, say something deal. Right. For her, you and I are both looking at this scenario where he goes, "I got other stuff." What oh, my, my parents', parents private, stuff. private stuff. You're like, okay, doth that's protest not, too right. much. Well, that's not the real reason. Well, the real no. reason is the very complicated, long explanation that we just gave. Yeah. But you can't really say that. But you, if you're dating someone over here, you should trust that they're not like taking your phone and like looking and like actively looking through all your shit. You should also be able to explain any in the middle text. Right. So like, I do know that I could get a text from someone while she's looking at my phone where I go... Yeah, she'll have questions about this, but I could answer right. them Right. They're not something where I'd be like, I'm I'm really actively trying to hide something that I'm doing that is very fucked yeah, up. Yeah, who's this person? Oh, that's um, that's crazy that they would text right when you're, you know, like, right. if if and when. I'm not saying this happens. I'm just what saying. Th- what do you think her response should have been to him saying that? I would have been like, oh, okay, uh, a little weird. And then I would have put it away. And then I would have tried to open his phone another time and see <laughs> how weird he had gotten. I, so I, you would take this as an invitation to look at the phone more. I would take this as an invitation to question the relationship. Right. I would take this as an invitation to say, it feels like something's being hid from me. I don't think you have a right to someone's passcode. I don't think you have a right to even, you know, I don't think. I that, think what I would say is like, that seems like a weird reason for me. you not wanting, like I get not wanting to for, like give someone your passcode, but I, well, I'm you, like, we've been dating for over a year. You know, I'm not like going through your stuff or anything. Yeah. And like, you you saying that you have like this weird reason just seems like weird because it means you I mean she don't wanted to put me. on a song right this isn't like she wasn't like let me go on your Instagram and see something right if that would be more I'd be like you're being a little much I'd be like go on your own fucking Instagram and yeah. see something this but is a song it's like a very it's the one of the most like there's safe one path way. right <laughs> there's one path on the phone it can go right it's not open up the phone that's why it's like. You know, to me, it's if like if I were her, I would just say that to him. I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't need to, like, I don't need to do this. But yeah. I think that the fact that you, that you're being very cagey about it, is like making me feel a little weird. I'd also admit to my own faults. If I'm her, and I, if someone came to me and was like, "Hey, listen, I shouldn't have just assumed you would give me your passcode," mm-hmm. but I was looking for a song. It's weird that you got so defensive. And I don't think that you're cheating on me, but you got an amount of defensive that it feels like something's being hidden now. Right. I and, and I'm saying that as the guy, 
I'm telling you that's what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. You know that that's the reason. I know that's the reason. Right. Something is being hid. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that he still has an app on his phone or if he's, you know, but it's I. Not, it's not access to, the, but the password to his mom's Fresh Direct account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, he doesn't. My wait. HBO passwords my, yeah, of my parents. It's, it's not, but there's something. And the thing is with these types of arguments, he lives in the land of he's, He's got a lot of uh, there's there's certain arguments where you are always crazy for bringing them up. Right. He'll go. He'll stick to. I like my privacy. I just like having my phone. Do you have to know everything? And all of his arguments will sound correct. Right. To the untrained eye. But to me, that's what people do when they're wrong. They give you the thing you can't disagree with. Mm hmm. You don't right. think you don't like privacy, right? There's no sense of like, oh yeah, that was weird. I did that. Like, I can understand how that would make you feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, to me, there's an issue. That's fair. Let's play some. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Red flag or deal breaker? UUP at betches dot com. UUP at betches. We're doing a little bit of a weirder order after the game. We're gonna have Dr. Helen Fisher on our podcast, so definitely. Um, stay tuned and also if you want to play your own red flag or deal breaker you can buy it at betches.co slash red flag you're going to have a lot of fun with this game it's going to be in the swipe up for the Instagram stories right we'll yes put, we'll put, we'll put it in the swipe up uh, it's really great I, I, well, they nailed it it's compact it's fun whoever's in charge of making these cards I will tell them nailed it great job all right. Went on a first date with a guy and we really hit it off. We felt really comfortable around each other. And as a result, we started sharing some pretty deep situations we've experienced in our lives. Towards the end of the date, we're both in his car. He pauses and goes, I'm sorry. I've been holding this in the whole date. And I feel we were both pretty transparent with each other at this point. Then proceeds to fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So red flag or deal breaker. Your date farts on the first date because they feel comfortable. This guy is hilarious. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. You like that? It's all jokes he's are like, all I about like setup and timing <laughs> and execution. And I think he's nailed all three. Think about that. You want to date this guy. I want to fuck him. Think about this. I'll stick my finger up his so butt. This happens with a girl. You guys are getting really intimate. You're I, talking about your I think it would be like, hilarious. Lives. You'd yeah. be into it. She'd I'd be, like, be into it. She'd be like, I feel like I really got to know you. I just think I'm that's really comfortable such a- with you. Because here's the thing. Jokes are about releasing tension. This is like the funniest version of that. Think about it. You're on a date with someone. He's like, and, you know, I just fear death. And every day. Um, I got to tell you. I got, you know. Holding this in. You know, and I, another thing is I've been holding this in. Then, and I'm really been thinking a lot. And I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's the funniest fucking shit you've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's comfortable. Like, and listen, my parents, <laughs> you know, they've dealt with money troubles and that affects me. Okay, so same thing. Sure, go. She says that. Yeah, She's, I right. would laugh hysterically. Right, and I'm thank you so much for telling me about your parents' divorce and like this is how my, my grandmother's yeah. death affected me. Mm. And I just want you to know, like, I feel like we've been together so long already that I, I can feel comfortable yeah, doing I feel this. Too. This is so cool. <laughs> what were we going to tell me? <laughs> I would laugh hysterically. Uh, and and the more tragic well, you make the first fact, 
the better the fart is. So you're very into this. This girl says it was a huge deal breaker for me. As my dad puts it, <laughs> if he'll fart on the first date, could you imagine what he'd do moving forward? Probably no, go no glove up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's the ideal situation. Yeah, that's a great situation. I, 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 I get what her dad's saying, but at the same time, like, if he knew that joke would kill it. If the timing, it, if the comedic timing was, was that good, if it was supposed to be a joke, but it doesn't sound like you meant it in a jokey way. I just want to say, you know. I've been holding this in all night. I've been holding this in all night. <laughs> I know we've shared a lot with each other. You told me about your parents' divorce. I have one more thing to share. I told you about, about um, you know, how I grew up and, you know. Squalor. And squalor and we ate from dumpsters. But now I want you to know about another dumpster. My ass. <laughs> that's fucking great <laughs> so you're into it into i would it. say green flag <laughs> i'm i'm red flag ish but i'm not that i wouldn't be that Are you going if, he, on a if, second he date? if he did it right if he did it right yeah i'm going on the second date yeah this isn't just I'll an idle fart yeah idle <laughs> fart on the first day <laughs> just all of a sudden oh, oh excuse me if he just <laughs> farts and he just goes oh excuse me that's <laughs> oops <laughs> I'd have to make fun of him for it and see how he reacted to that. If he was like, no, I didn't, I, I didn't fart. <laughs> <laughs> Just denies it. Then I'm out. You'd have to be like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, oh wow. My god. Like, so I guess sorry. we're on a different level now. Yeah, yeah. He would right. have to admit. Yeah, it would have to, Otherwise, it'd be very weird. Same, I assume with you. <laughs> yeah, You'd have same. to make fun of her for it, and she would have to like. I would go. Was there a duck in here? <laughs> they let ducks into this restaurant. Okay. The um, person you're talking to sends you screenshots of how many calories they burned after every workout. No. Out. Deal breaker. I don't like that. It's so specific. It's so like, I feel like there are people who do that and it's. I send a, like a selfie after a workout to my girlfriend just to be like, I am done. Like, I'm just happy to be done. The calories thing. The calorie thing seems like a braggy thing. Here's the problem with the calories thing. Like, that look means what I did. Well, it, to me, it means they're counting calories at every turn. Which is also annoying. Annoying. So they're not really a fun date. Right. So they're like, that's how they live their life. And I burned 500 calories so I can have the 500 calorie appetizer. Right. So the math of it is what bothers me the most. It's not, hey, I feel like my pants are fitting better. It's the you know, lack it's, of living in the in the moment. You you can't live. Uh, they can't live emotionally. Right. You know, like it has to be. Well, too we, regimented. It's a very regimented. I person. agree. Everything is great, but the person is super sweaty during sex. Not like normal sweaty. I'm talking wet sheets and looks like they just got out of the shower sweaty. I'm OK with this. <laughs> You're fine with that. Yeah, because it's like to me. <laughs> you didn't break a sweat. She is she's dripping. drenched. And sweat. To me, at least, you know, guys want to produce. <laughs> we want to produce coming and climaxing. And you want there to be a change in her physical. Life. I've literally changed you. Like, and she wouldn't see it that way. She'd be like, I'm a sweaty mess. Right. I just sweat a lot. I've heard a lot of girls complain about this, actually. About guys who sweat. I've heard multiple stories of girls that I, my friends that like I've the sweat had, dripping down right. from their forehead on them. Like he was so sweaty or like he sweat all over me during this. Like when they're talking <laughs> about bad sex, like just like. A sweaty, sweaty man. Yeah. Um, so I, I can under, I think it's a red flag. I think if everything else is great, which sure. is how this game works, it'd be fine. But like, 
there is a sense of like i mean i think most women have had an experience where they've had sex where they've been having sex with someone and during the sex they're kind of like grossed out or repulsed by something about the guy okay <laughs> good to know not to not to no, scare any just of to you horrify men. me for right. the rest of my life but there is this i think there that that's a phenomenon interesting i can I be mean, overcome for the right guy to me i'd be like that's right you're a sweaty mess because of this dick like I, <laughs> so that's how we should think of it. This yeah. vagina just this vagina just changed. Yeah, it. yeah. I would I would be cool with it. Okay. They shower after, or do they just plop mm, in bed. That's does that change things? If they're smelly, they're just like, oh, do you have a sweatshirt? I'm so comfy. <laughs> I Cabarro sweatshirt. At least, here's what I would need. They need to not touch me after the sex. Like once we're done, During the sex I need fine. to cool off. Let okay. me cool off. You they're cool like, off. They're not like trying to spoon. No. When, yeah. They're trying to spoon you out. Sweaty spoon. That's no fun. No sweaty. No, spoon. go to your corner of the ring, get mopped off by <laughs> and then your trainer the and then snugs. come back for the snugs. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. We'll be right back with Dr. Helen Fisher. I think you're going to really like the conversation. You know, that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Hello, welcome and welcome to the UA podcast. We are joined today by Dr. Helen Fisher, who is a scientific, uh, chief scientific advisor to Match.com, and she's a senior research fellow. So we have a real biological anthropologist with us today instead of the two of us just saying whatever the hell we think. Off the top of our heads. Exactly. This is gonna be, uh, we're, and today we're going to discuss her article, Slow Love, and we're going to discuss dating trends, and it's going to be from a scientific point of view, which is always refreshing for our audience when... It, there's something based on actual facts um so uh dr fisher you run the um the match singles in america study every year right yeah i'm certainly a part of it um i do it with uh, a young man that i invited to come with us uh justin garcia a phd at the kinsey institute and of course my my colleagues at match and uh, we put together every year about uh 200 questions that we want to know and then we poll <clears throat> singles around America. We do not poll the match members. This is not a poll of match people. It's a it's a national representative sample of Americans based on the U.S. Census. So it's real science. And uh, this is our ninth year. So we now have data on 40,000 uh, single people of all ages, uh, age 18 to 71 plus, uh, uh, rural, suburban, urban, uh, black, white, Asian, Latino, gay, straight, uh, uh, every part of the world, every every part of the country. So it's a real scientific study of what's going on in America today. 
Dr. Fisher, what's the most interesting thing to come out of that? Like for you, is there one thing that you you're like, I can't believe this is what's going on. <laughs> um, there's so many things. Uh, one of the things that I like to tell people, because I just have not been able to get the women's magazine to understand it, which is that, um, uh, men are just men fall in love just as fast as women. And actually, men fall in love faster than women do. They fall in love more often than uh, women do. When a man wants to, uh, does fall in love, and this comes straight from the Singles in America study, um, they want uh, to introduce this person to friends and family sooner. They want to move in sooner. Um, men tend to have more intimate conversations with their girlfriends or wives than women do uh, with their husbands or boyfriends because women have their intimate conversations with other women. So um, men are just as romantic, if not a little bit more romantic. And in fact, when I asked on Singles in America, which sex do you think is more important? Almost 50% of both men and women believed that both sexes were equally romantic. So that's something that I'd really like Americans to know. Another thing is that the gays are just like straights. When you ask how many times you go out, uh, oh, what are you looking for in a partner, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, gays are just like straight. So um, there's some basic patterns. Uh, you guys might know I put people in brain scanners and study the brain circuitry of romantic love. And uh, uh, in some respects, um, everybody in the world is, is pretty much alike in looking for love and, and feeling uh, the way they do when they are in love. Well, that's the, um, that's, I feel like good to know. Cause we all, I feel like, and that's something that people like about our podcast is it kind of, that makes everyone feel like, oh, we're all kind of thinking very similar or the same things. Um, yeah. but I, what I, li- I like about your research and I've seen a, a bunch of your Ted talks and I read your book, uh, I think it was why him, why her. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but what I, what I like is that you're very positive about millennial dating and a lot of people are very like negative about dating apps and they're negative about like the state of dating today and they think that it's kind of like ruining or destroying human interaction and dating. But your view is is not that, right? I think you're very optimistic about, about dating and apps. I, and I'm, yeah, well, thank you for bringing it up because I'm not only optimistic, but my optimism is based on hard science and that's really important. You know, I mean, in these Singles in America studies among these 40,000 people, I mean, everybody thinks, oh, you know, they're just giving away their sex before there's even a relationship going on and they're all reckless and lazy or whatever. It's entirely different. I call it uh, slow love or you could call it fast sex, slow love. What's really going on? That's, is that's what they call me. Fast sex, <laughs> slow love. Uh-huh. Well, you that's my call specialty. Me that too. So, Jared, there's two of us on the planet. That's so okay. There's a whole good. lot more. But the thing is, you know, uh, I gotta get my girlfriend on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping you're having fast sex with her, but that's your business, not mine. Um, uh, but anyway, the bottom line is. Um, you know, people think that this is just reckless. I mean, when we ask, for example, you know, have you ever had a one-night stand? And over 50% of singles have had one. Not necessarily this past year, but at some time in their lives. Over 50% have had uh, a friend with benefits. Uh, over 50% have lived with somebody long-term before they wed. And a lot of people think, well, this is just craziness. But I began to, I read some various articles and began to realize this isn't reckless. This is caution. What the people are doing today, particularly the young, the young are serious. Uh, They want to build career first. They often start as just friends for quite a while, and then they slowly move into friends with benefits to see what the person's like in bed. You learn a lot between the sheets, not only how they make love, but whether they're patient, whether they're humorous, whether they can, whether they are kind, whether they can listen, whether they can adapt, et cetera, et cetera. 
And then after, you know, just friends and then friends with benefits, they slowly move out into telling friends and family and slowly then they have their first official first date uh, because they don't want to spend the time and the money and the energy on something that they don't um, think might work. So uh, they are very careful that they don't want to catch feelings until they know who this person is. Uh, and that they think it might be a go, not necessarily for marriage, but a committed partnership. So um, it began to occur to me, okay, if they're very slow in moving into love and getting to know the person uh, and getting to know themselves, of course, and getting rid of things that don't work, maybe by the time they go walk down the aisle, they know who they got, they know they what have they got? And they think they can keep who they've got. Mm. And so I thought to myself, okay, so with Match, I did a study of 1,100 married people, not on Match, but married people. And I asked a lot of questions, but one of them was, would you remarry the person you're currently married to? And 81% said yes. So I really think that with this slow love, getting to know the person before you really move into a committed relationship could lead now to uh, happier, more stable partnerships. As a matter of fact, actually, I've, I've studied this. Um, I've looked at uh, uh, 80 soci- 81 societies, actually, in the demographic yearbooks of the United Nations. And the later you marry, the more likely you are to rain- remain married. And the longer you court before you wed, the more likely, the less likely you are to divorce. So we're actually moving towards a very, very positive trend. It's interesting that uh, it must be an awkward conversation with that other 19%. <laughs> Would you remarry? I don't know. This, this dude, I, I'd kind of go for the better model, you know. Exactly. <laughs> well, what's, what's, what's interesting is that um, that's probably healthier. I mean, I study relationships, and if you're in a happy relationship, you are going to live seven to ten years longer. Uh, people who are in a happy relationship, I mean, not only that, but Blood pressure goes down, cortisol goes down, uh, which is the um, stress hormone. Cholesterol reduces. Uh, good relationships sustain your memory and your mood and your mental agility. Uh, you get hugs from a person you like. It drives up oxytocin and uh, creates calm and attachment and a feeling of belonging. And on and on. I mean, with laughter, really drives up the dopamine system, gives you energy and optimism and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I could go on. It boosts the immune system. Uh, it increases the pain threshold. A good relationship increases your pain threshold by 10%. This sounds like uh, someone and- trying to me to, get, to try, uh, you know, apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, try a better no, relationship. Swirl it in your mouth. You make your teeth whiter. Well, <laughs> well what do you? In, in, I, my question about um, about your research is like I, I feel like we've heard a lot that, or I've and I've said this a lot that it seems like when you sleep with someone too quick, um, you become like artificially more attached to them. Do you not? Do we not see that happening with like with women who are having? I think this happens a lot more to women than men. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but it feels like sometimes when you sleep with someone too quick, you you think you like them more than you actually do. Is that anything that you could see in the research? I think you I think you are onto something, and I think there's biology to that. But the one thing I would say before mentioning this again uh, further is that um, men actually see a one night stand um, 
as more as a stepping stone towards a committed relationship than women do. For women, it seems to be more of a sort of a look-see, well, do I like this guy? Whereas men are more likely than women to see this as a step into a partnership. Mm. And you are quite right. Um, Any stimulation of the genitals can uh, drive up the dopamine system and give you feelings of romantic love. It can trigger Sex can trigger feelings of romantic love. And with orgasm, there's a real flood of oxytocin and vasopressin linked with feelings of attachment. So casual sex is not casual. Unless you're so drunk you can't remember it, it's really not casual. (laughs) And I'm not surprised that an awful lot of people will sort of try somebody once and, you know, uh, uh, and if they don't like the person, they don't do it a second time. They don't go out with it. They don't try it a second time. And those who are interested in friends with benefits, I asked, as a matter of fact, uh, there was one recent study actually by Justin Garcia, and they asked people, why did you go into a one-night stand? And 51% of both men and women said, I wanted to get to know the person better. So it seems to be a step in, in, that sounds in like how the I would ex- That sounds like how I would explain a one-night stand to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you can try it. I wanted to get right. to know her better. Right. It had nothing but, to know, do with bottom, anything else. Well, the bottom line is it's true. You do get to know somebody well, better. It, it, it's, and, it's interesting the, that a male sees a one-night stand. Because I, I, I do think that like a lot of times women will look at someone as, that's a one-night stand guy. They've almost, yeah. they've almost already put them in the box of this could never happen. So, you know, it feels like a lot of times women will put, you know, certain types into bot. Well, I'm going in my hoe phase, you know, so all these people I fuck won't be someone I would ever end up with where a guy I think like for me, I've never gone into a one night stand thinking, well, this is just someone I would reserve for one night stands. Right. Well, thank you. I'm glad you said that. And I think that there's a lot more people like you, men and women. Don't forget it. It takes energy yeah. uh, and time and and it can be dangerous. Oddly enough, it's not as dangerous as it used to be. And it can really be just a look-see because, you know, most people these days, if they're educated at all, uh, know how to not get pregnant, uh, know how to not get diseases and don't have to walk the walk of shame. So basically... Uh, Unless it's Halloween. It, it, <laughs> it's a it's a part of the process of getting to know somebody and and uh and uh and people are using it that way. I mean, you've read these various things, I'm sure there was a big thing in the Atlantic and other places where saying, Oh, the young aren't having any sex Yeah, we well, actually had the, um we had her on our podcast, the author of that article. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the reasons they're not having sex and she would say this too, is because two thirds of millennials are still living at home with their parents. Now, they're not living at home with their parents because they're lazy. They're living because they're ambitious. They're saving their money and and trying to build a career before they get themselves all involved. So they're having less sex because they're not living, A, they're not living with somebody, and B, they're not living outside the home. They're not living alone. That's something that, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's something that kind of is interesting to me. When you're talking about People, you know, I, I, I think I, I've brought this up on this show. We've talked about this a lot with the, the economic factors around right. us is, you know, that's kind of the weather of now. The weather was different 30 years ago. There's no question. And I was doing it 30, uh, 30 years ago. And in my, in my world, people were, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Tuning in, uh, dropping out. Uh, I mean, turning on 
uh, tuning, uh, however it was, but they, you know, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I was. What do you mean by to, turning on, dropping out? Well, they were, you know, I mean, in the sixties and seventies, people were getting high and they, they getting up and smoking pot and burning bras and not wanting to join the establishment. Mm. Uh, um, whereas these days, the young are very ambitious. I mean, I know two people who are 20 years old, both of them, a man and a woman, both in their senior, uh, sophomore year in college, and both of them, they want to talk about boys and girls, but they also say, gee, I don't know if I've got quite the right major in mind to get the kind of job I want. They are really focused on it. Yeah. And, you know, in the past, when a young woman got a job, um, she'd drop out of the job in order to build family. These days, they are postponing family in order to build career. I mean, we are really moving in towards a double-income family. Uh, you know, women, we don't no longer believe in virginity at marriage. We no longer believe a woman's place is, is in the home. We don't even believe in till death do us part. We we feel that we should stay together when it's happy, and we're going to make happy partnerships. And so, And, of course, they're valuable and healthy. So I think it's good trends. So, I mean, when... What do you? Th- how do you think that the proliferation of dating apps has changed the way that we're that we're meeting people? Do you think there's any negative consequences with that, or do you feel like it's kind of like there's only yeah, there's only two negative consequences. Basically, it's the newest way to do the same old thing. You know, I I, I mean, I put people in brain scanners as I mentioned and study the brain circuitry of romantic love. That brain system lies right near brain system brain systems for thirst and hunger. Thirst and hunger keep you alive today. Romantic love and drives you to find a p- partner and pu- push your DNA into tomorrow. So this is a survival mechanism. It's not going to change. It's like the fear system, you know, I mean, or, or, or the anger system. These are basic brain systems that have, that have, will always be with us. But the way we court is changing, no question about it. I mean, 100 years ago, you swung on the on the porch swing before Sunday lunch and you waited for somebody to pull up in a, in a horse and buggy. <laughs> and then we're not doing that these days. Well, and it's interesting. A million years ago, we were showing up around a water hole and picking a boy or a girl. So, uh, but the bottom line is the only real algorithm is your own brain and everybody at match and other dating sites. Also, uh, this new dating site, which I definitely want to talk about ship. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, 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 you know, I mean, what they are, they're not dating sites. They are introducing sites. They are introducing you to people who you might be able to make a good partnership with. But it's up to you to cart your brain out on top of your neck, go and meet at somebody for a coffee or a drink or whatever, right. and get to know the person I, because that's the only real well, way to do it. I think for a lot of people that listen to this, they're wondering, how do I get off the apps? How do I... And I think... And, think, and also, like, they're meeting people and then going, well, then why don't they want to go out? But I think what you're saying, there's a lot of comfort in the things you're saying. The idea yeah. that we're making sure we're not wasting time and money. And, and a part of that now is on the apps that you're vetting people out and people, not everyone wants to spend right. time with you. Yeah, and a first, a first date is much more meaningful now because so many interactions that you have in dating don't really lead there. And so when someone decides to go on a first date with you, I yeah. think it means a lot more now than it that's a really good point. That's it, a really good point. I love that you um, call it an introducing app. I because I yeah. think if that I think because it's called a dating app, people get a lot. And I, I'm speaking for the listeners of this show because we read the emails. I see. I kind of have the vibe of who listens. They're bogged down. You know, a lot of people are uh, upset with the dating of today. You know, 2019, yeah. and it might be just the position it's put in. You know, calling it an introduce 
intro- introducing app. That's a totally mm-hmm. different thing than calling it a dating app. Right, because... Which, and I, it's the truth, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, you did ask, ask about some of the problems. One of the problems is that the brain is not well-built to pick between so many options. It's really, we, there's a sweet spot in the brain. Between five and nine options, we can cope. We can look at all the options. We can make decisions. After that, you just keep swiping, and mm. you, you won't see anybody. So one of the things that I say to people is, you know, after you've met, not just seen, but met nine between five and nine people, stop and get to know at least one of them better because the better you get to know somebody, the more you like them and the more you think that they are like you. So that's the, this is a new technology. Every new technology, you've got to learn how to use it. And mm-hmm. we haven't begun to really learn how to use it. The second thing, so stop after nine people and get to know one better, that's number one. And also, the brain is built to say no. We are really built, uh, you know, for millions of years, it was adaptive to remember uh, who didn't like you. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and so we remember the bad. And um, and so, you know, you meet somebody on a first date and you've got these great uh, expectations and suddenly they say one thing that's a little stupid and boom, they're off. You know, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a deal breaker. You've got to think of reasons to say yes. We've Unless got a great it, card it, game for that, Doctor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah we have a good uh, called Red Flag Deal Break. <laughs> we oh, literally yeah? play that game on this show. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, Red Flag, say it again. Red flag or deal breaker. So basically we play a game where it's like you say you say something, the, the person does this or does that um, weird thing, and then you say, is it a red flag? And I'm just like a little worried about it, or am I out? Is it a deal breaker? Yeah. Well, you might put in another thing of this is gold, you know, put in a gold <laughs> star sure. or something, right. something that can work. Because, you know, I mean, as I said, the brain is built to, as you get to know somebody, I remember myself once, there was a guy, he was, he was very... He was not handsome at all. He was short. He was pudgy. He didn't have a lot of hair on his head. He happened to be right, very relax, relax. But anyway, okay, I was looking at him. You know, someone he, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a long time ago. I got a great man now. But anyway, bottom line is, I saw him walking towards me in Central Park. I live in New York, and uh, I said, "How could I like this guy?" And three weeks later, I was madly in love with him. And so you've got to give people a try. The only algorithm is your own brain. These are introducing sites. Right. And I think that plays into like what we say on the, on, on the podcast a lot, which is that if you want to find success on the apps, you have to be into them. You have to actually put work into them. They, like you said, they'll help you introduce you to all these people that you might not have met before. But if you actually want to meet someone, you have to like say something interesting or develop a profile that actually says who you are you have to use them actively instead of just like reactively as a matter of fact at match we um we 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 compared people who dated online as opposed to people who dated offline in lots of ways and as it turns out people who uh use these introducing sites um are more likely to have a full-time employment more likely uh, to have higher education and more likely to be looking for a, a real commitment. So, um, they are likely to have a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has a phone these days. Someone's paying a cell phone. Yeah. 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 Um, but but, anyway, yeah, somebody is. Yeah. Well, that brings me to ship, um, which is, you know, the app that we just launched, um, when the, the difference in between ship and the other dating apps is that you can invite your friends who are either all, both also single or in relationships or even married to come and, and find matches for you. 
Um, so how right. does that play into like the way we've historically dated? Is that a good thing or is that like a bad thing? Could it possibly hurt you? Or do you feel like it's like it's helpful to you have know, more eyes on, on the person? You know, when I was first introduced to this, I looked at this guy and I said, and Andy Chen, I said, this is genius. This is complete genius. I had overlooked something. Bottom line is for millions of years, I don't, I, I mean, I'm an anthropologist and human evolution and um, for millions of years and around the world today, friends and family have always helped somebody, always introduced, you know, their sister, their friend, um, their, even their parents, uh, introduced uh, people to people. So, you know, how many times have you even heard in your own life, somebody will say, oh, yes, my friend introduced us and we've been married for 10 years or whatever. You know, I mean, it is absolutely genius i think it's it's a it's a, a, a it's a um disruptive technology in that it's it, it moves it to a new level and a level that is very important for the brain i mean i yes. you know i'd always thought well you know sitting in your pajamas in the middle of the night which is your only time to meet people and getting on a on a introducing site dating site um is pretty good you don't have to go out to a bar you don't have to get all dressed up you don't have to spend a lot of money this is cool and i still think it's cool but this is remarkably smart too uh you should see the smile on jordana's face i've never seen anything like this well (laughs) it should be and you know what's wonderful about it not only can these people uh, was it your idea jordana um, we, we kind of developed it with match, um, uh-huh. your badges just to sort of mimic with those like in real life experiences. Cause I think most people, most people we speak to always prefer to meet someone in person and through a social way. So this was really just a way to make dating more social again, to bring a social aspect into it. And like you said, right. because there's so many choices, um, it can, f- it s- sort of can regular dating apps can sort of drive people to feel more isolated, I think right. and more like they're like alone and they're doing this alone and there's, and because they're maybe sitting in their room alone while they're swiping, um, right. it, it, it heightens that sense of isolation. So w- when you bring your friends into it, I think it makes it more of like a good time and it lowers the stakes of dating. It doesn't make it so like, I'm tired of being on this thing. Instead, it's like right. I'm sharing profiles with my friends and we're having a good time. And if I don't meet someone, it's not the end of the world. Well, the other thing about it is that if the person doesn't respond, um, you've got somebody to to share your mis- misery with and somebody who, who might apologize and say, geez, I thought it was a good idea, but now I see that it really isn't. I mean, you've got somebody to share the joys with. I mean, not just getting you on in order to meet people, but to share the experience with you so that, you know, suddenly somebody writes you back and invites you to something very special and you're really excited about it. Instead of jumping up and down in your pajamas, you can be talking to your friend and saying, oh, wasn't that a great idea? And what should I wear? And you know what the guy looks like because you picked him out uh you know uh da 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 i mean you get you share the joy you share the the grief and you and you share the experience and the other thing is the whole get village so rejoices out. right the it goes back to that village rejoices. mentality right yep and that's what the brain human brain is built we are a group animal and uh and it also expands your dating pool i mean there's various people that I probably wouldn't have thought of who would suggest somebody for me that, and the other thing is, you know, we don't always have a very clear idea of who we are. Uh, I remember a great quote on the, on the, on the, I was walking to the subway in New York one day and it was in chalk on the, uh, on the asphalt. And it basically said, 
we struggle all our lives to know a few basic things about ourselves that the most casual passerby could tell us in a minute. And mm. indeed, friends, I mean, people will say, you know, people won't realize that their job is very impressive. They've been doing this so long, they don't think of this as impressive. But their friends see it as impressive and can, you know, can, can um, you know, talk about that. Or some people don't think they're very good looking, but oh actually they're God. a great deal better looking. Have you ever had else. someone else describe you to someone else? That is cringe-inducing. <laughs> you would think you know who you are, and then someone goes, oh, let me tell you about Jared. And then they yeah. go on and on, and you're like, ah, that is not me. And it's like, that's how the world sees you. Yeah. Well, I hope they gave you a good report. Nah, I, 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 your friends. Yeah, your friends. Yeah, I, I, I you want to crawl into a ditch and, you know, <laughs> right. and bury Well, pick myself. different friends, Jared. Yeah, you got the wrong friends. friends. Well, do you, feel uh, like, do you feel like your friends are sometimes better? Is there any evidence to say they might be better at picking someone for you? Then you I don't know if they. I don't know if there's any evidence for that. Um, it would be a great deal. It would be very interesting on you know, on this side of ship to do a little bit of studying and 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 find that out. Right. You know. I mean, in other words, you could end up very easily finding out. You know, let's say you fall for somebody, you could do a little study to find out. Well, who picked this person first for you? Uh, did you pick the person, or did the friend pick pick the person? It'd be a very easy and very interesting study. But my guess is that they're going to be equally good at it, even though we don't have the data on whether they'd be any better at it. I think they would be equally right. good at it. And don't forget, they're going to have some energy you don't. I mean, you've done it for five that's, nights that's now. The, I, mean, I think that's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, and and they're going to say, oh, oh, let me do it. I, I think it's just sort of fun. I'm going to go through it for you, you know. And I, I so it keeps up the pace. Um, it makes you look at probably some different people you wouldn't have thought of, and you are sharing the experience. And the brain is built to share. As I said, we are a group animal. Right. Well, you said. I mean, there, there's statistic in the in your article that said that 40 percent of singles said that they've fallen in love with someone they didn't initially find attractive. So your friends can exactly. help you help introduce you to those unattractive people. That's exactly. <laughs> <Here you're laughs> <hugs. they> <laughs> there's something called positive illusions, and you know, once you fall for somebody, you can overlook just about. I mean, an awful lot of stuff. Uh, you know, in fact, the brain regions linked with. Um, negativity uh, activity there goes down and so you um can overlook all kinds of things and not because you're in love with somebody it's called positive illusions and in fact in all good relationships we've discovered people do that i we put uh, i and my colleagues put um uh, 17 people who were in long-term love uh, into the brain scan these people have been married an average of 21 years and and they kept on saying to me that they were still in love with their long-term marital partner. Well, Americans don't believe that that's possible. But if you pick the right person, it's very possible. And um, we found activity in brain regions linked with these positive illusions, overlooking the negative. That's what they are doing on a regular basis in order to sustain a happy partnership. And so it's worth doing. And So um, the, you're saying the key to happiness is to overlook someone's flaws? Um, it's one of them. I mean, we saw activity in two other brain regions. Another one is, um, is a brain region linked with empathy. And a third brain region is, is, uh, associated with controlling your own stress and your own emotions. So those three things, I mean, you don't want to overlook something if he's beating you or if he's so lazy or she's such a pill that you, you know, I mean, it's important to get rid of what you don't 
want mm. and can't have success. I mean, back to the beginning of this discussion, we happy partnerships enable you to live five to ten years longer. I mean, seven to ten years longer. But so, I, I, I mean, also in this day, in this day and age, I mean, like, I mean, speaking for a lot of men, there's a lot of ways to get yourself in trouble. Right. You know, and like, that's why you, you have to be, be careful. You you have to be aware of so much more faults in your partner than maybe you did at another time, I think. You well, know, I think not, they were married for different reasons. I mean, 100 years ago, 250 years ago, really, uh, women's only career path was to marry well. So they married very early, very young. They had to marry somebody, and same with the boy, uh, who uh, was of the same religion, of the same social background, uh, of the often of the same political ties, and and certainly, hopefully, from the farm next door. I mean, they married for. We're not marrying. When we ask on match, what you're looking for in a partner, um, something like almost eighty percent are looking for self fulfillment. Self fulfillment, actually, mm. actually a little more than that. I mean, they want somebody who respects them, somebody who uh, they can. Um, confide in and trust uh, somebody who makes them laugh, uh, somebody who makes enough time for them, and somebody who um, uh, they find physically attractive. So, I mean, this is where ship comes in. I mean, a, a friend really knows a lot about you. They've seen your your former partners. They've they've known what doesn't work out for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They know what they should avoid. Um, they know you like somebody who goes sailing as opposed to somebody who plays golf, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And as, as you said, Jordana, Jordana, they, they have the energy and they can share the experience with you. It's just a brilliant idea. Take brilliant. my tired body and right. put it through the dating process. Yeah. <laughs> and I think but especially, especially yeah. as people like, as people are, like you said, women are being, are single for much longer than they used to be. I think that leads to like stronger female friendships or stronger ma- male friendships too, in the sense of like, you're not, you don't, you don't really have like a partner necessarily to rely on from the age of 20 as you like, like you used to. So your female friendships become much stronger and then they can really, they get to know you better than the friends of probably a hundred years ago. Like you said, I, I, I completely agree. I don't know about a hundred. You probably get to know people very, because they are all kind of farm dances and farm this and that, the next thing. And, but you probably didn't get to know as many people. And, and don't forget, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you in that, your friends could know you better than your than a lot of people that you grew up with because you know they still live in Minnesota and you've moved to New York and you've got a different kind of job and and so the new friends that you make I call it your urban clan uh, you know a, a family is changing it, you've got your um, you know you've got your natal family that you grew up with but you know I mean I've got a sister who lives in France I've got a sister who lives in Germany I, parents are now gone but the bottom line is I don't think that they could. Pick somebody for me in New York. Actually, my twin sister could easily. Actually, they, my twin sisters know me, but they don't know the people in New York. So uh, bottom line is um, we build this new form of family, uh, uh, which I call the urban clan. I mean, I, you know, I, in New York, I've got friends. And they're the ones that would help me if I have to get to a hospital, not my family, because they don't live near me. So um, these people get to know you, the, the you that you have become. <clears throat> right. Not the you that you self. were. Yeah. And, um, and they can, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think it might, I've never thought of this before, but maybe a friend 
will also say things about you that you're too modest to say. Mm. Like, God, she's got a good sense of humor. She makes me laugh every single time I'm with her. Uh, you know, uh, and and so I, I guess they're not really communicating with this other person. They're well, just picking them, right? Right. Well, that's something we're working on integrating into the app. Is the is sort of letting your fr- help letting your f- your friends help curate your your bio because writing a dating app bio is always weird because it seems like kind of braggy. Like, what are you supposed to say? Like, I right. like I'm, I'm so funny. Like, no one wants to hear you say that. But if your friend sort of vouches for you, I think it makes it seem more organic and less. And less organic like, for you and right. more believable to the person that you're trying to be introduced to. Exactly. You know, I mean, because friends don't have a gun behind, you know, they don't have a gun to their head to say this and that about you. And they may, as I mentioned, say things that are very quirky about you that you would never have thought of. They'll take chances uh, you won't. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. Something funny and very unique about you that another person that you wouldn't necessarily think to describe yourself as. Um, and, and I also... And, Sorry. And I mean, the other thing is they can give really good examples. Oh, man, we went off uh, on motorcycles in, uh, 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 through Crete together. And she was just. What kind, of, so what kind of crew are you hanging with, Dr. Fisher? And <laughs> <laughs> a biker gang. <laughs> I've never done been on one, thank God. I hope my luck holds, but never mind. Thought I thought of it at the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. They can give specific examples. Also, um,. We sorry. What we were saying, like women, we talk on the podcast too. Uh, women love to set each other up. It's like one of our favorite things to do. But but yeah. there's not always someone to set them up with. There's not always someone that you know offhand. Right. So here it's like now I can like find people that I don't necessarily know 100 percent on my own, but I can introduce them to you via this app. That's a really good point. You guys are cooking. That's a really good point that I had. I got to write that one down. I hope I remember it. Dr. Uh, Fisher, I have one question. Um, you said you've been doing this uh, for nine years with Match. Yes. What has changed the most over the past nine years? Is there one thing that you've noticed? or? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, this isn't a juicy tidbit. This is, you know, um, I, I think that when Match started in 1990, you know, uh, 1995 it was, I guess, uh, uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, they, um, uh, you know, people thought this was for losers. And then they evolved into thinking, well, it's fine, but not for me. Sure. And what I've found every single year is more and more people are doing it. And when I asked the question, you know, where did you meet your last first date? This past year, I think it was 40% of people said I met them. Uh, you know, on the internet, uh, as opposed to uh, only 25% met through a friend. Well, that's probably because a friend didn't, couldn't get on the internet with you, which ship they can. Mm, yeah. um, so the growth of this as a really substantial way to, to uh, you know, widen your, expand your dating pool and get introduced to more people. And I'm also seeing a lot of older people uh um on this i mean i i know that the dating site um our time which is for people over 50 has been booming uh and it's because we're living longer and and we're the breaking print on the if- website's bigger i think right <laughs> <laughs> oh jared you're good <laughs> i kid i kid <laughs> right exactly and they're selling different products right yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ad but, banners uh, are way different yeah. yeah. Um but um 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that it, what's interesting about ship is is you know, will men do it? I mean, will men help other men? Uh, I'm positive that women will help other women. We, I mean, when and you look so around selfish. the world, it's <laughs> women who uh, generally play the role of introducing their children. But I honestly think in this day and age, um, men are going to uh, gravitate to that because, you know, we've long assumed that men are just in competition with each other. But I mean, you know, you got to pick your friends properly. You don't want mate poaching. We call it mate poaching. We don't want somebody, your friend saying, oh, that's good. I think I'll go for her instead of giving it to you. Yeah, uh, I, I think for the so, men, though, I mean, you, I would love to hear your anthropological, you know, viewpoint on this. But for men, don't. You know, men don't like to start wars. Where, right. You know, you don't, I don't want, well, I'm saying wars. I don't want to start fights. Okay. And I like with my friends and, you know, setting up. I, I'm, I've set up friends of mine in the past, but it's been very carefully. I don't, I don't just set people up to be the matchmaker. Um, yeah. Where it feels like a lot of women are just like, you know, they kind of want that badge of honor too. every woman wants to stand up at the wedding and go. They told me they knew when. You know? Oh, wonderful! That <laughs> is good. That is good, Jared. Because I was going to say, I would, I would suspect that fewer men will opt in to be the friend to fix you up, but that they will be more earnest about it. Just exactly what you said. Yeah, and I, that's what you want. That's you what want you that. want. Yeah, I remember. Like, mm-hmm. well, I talk about like my mom. You know, when I was single, she would set me up with any Jew. Because it didn't yeah. matter. They could be, you know, it could be a dog that was brought up by a Jewish family. She wouldn't mind. It would be, anyway. you know, so, but I, I would joke about that, but that felt more true. My dad, I, you know, he, anytime a girl would come up, he would kind of just, oh, okay. You know, like it wasn't, he didn't want to get his hands too dirty. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you're giving me, you know, because, um, I guess, it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of gender differences, and I think you've struck on, on one. But if you get the right guy, he's going to do it. Right. He's yeah. going to get determined about it. So, you know, you and better. I think most people know who their real friends are. And I think it would be good to, uh, you know, get a friend who uh, has a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> or a wife or somebody that they're devoted to True. so that they, you know, and then, you know, they're motivated to, oh, well, then we can all do go boating together or, oh, we can all go play yeah. cards together like a double like date. get on that motorcycle ride those there roads you go, go right. on go for a cruise creep. get the whole hell's <laughs> angels group together exactly <laughs> well dr fisher thank you so much for coming on this podcast i feel like i've learned a lot this has been great yeah well thank you and uh and carry on it's a very good idea oh thank you yep. we'll, we'll hold you i'll hold you to that. i'm gonna quote you on that all right good all right well have a great day thanks so much and same to you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Dr. Fisher. And that's our show. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. That is it. We're here every Wednesday. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Get it going. Make it your Instagram story. We'll be back next week. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.